Happy Wednesday. Everybody doing good? Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good. I feel good. We were talking about spas a, a little bit ago, and I just started looking up like places near me to go have a spa oh, treatment. So okay, it's exciting. What's your go-to? What would you What would you get? You know, I've not spent a lot of time in spas, but I would definitely get a massage and like a facial. I think would be great. Those do you get like just alone. just the rubbing facial, or like do you ever get like the the zapping laser? Zip, 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 like uh, um, I I've gotten like I don't know that it's there's been a laser involved, but like an hour long facial where they Can like I also s- ask hyper hyper hyperderm evasion hyper hyperderm hyper, huh what is that huh the one where they basically my... just shave your face oh yeah hydroplane mm-hmm. what is it called. Hydroplaning? Hi- no, it's not hydroplaning. <laughs> <laughs> um, derma, dermaplaning. Dermaplaning. Super sun uh-huh. Is that the one where you look kind of terrible like the next day and then like your skin freak grows or something? No, the dermaplaning is they like take like a tiny razor and like shave your face and the dead skin off That's of it. That's what I don't get. Like, it's, all they're basically over. just shaving your entire face, yeah. which is fine, but they make it out like it's some. Um, they're just shaving yeah. your face. No, your it face gets rid of like the, anyway? the skin, like the dead skin and everything. But don't you feel like if if you were to shave your face, like that razor gets gets the layer of dead skin? I don't know. Or they're just shaving your face, and they're charging eventually. you eighty bucks to do it. I'll start shaving people's faces. <laughs> this could Let's be put a that on our side hustle. hustle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Go around and offer to shave people's faces for a hundred dollars. That one just seems like it's kind of fake. Like it's kind of, they just, they were like, they made that up. Like that you feel like it's a benefit, but it's just your body naturally probably does that anyway. It just takes a little bit longer. Well, I, it's just like, I remember when I first heard about it, it was like dermaplaning. It's this process and it it's good for your skin, which again, I guess is technically all correct, but yeah, they're just, they're just shaving your face. Ah, uh, okay. I'm looking it up right now. I'm looking it up right now. And part of the benefit mm. is that the, the products that you put on your face to get that glow like can penetrate deeper because they're not blocked by the dead skin in the hair and then it's okay. also supposed to make for smoother makeup application right. so i will shave someone's face and then rub lotion on it same thing <laughs> that sounds like some serious like bobby i'm gonna need yeah. about i'm gonna need about i'm gonna need to start taking about four hours off every week because i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna try this i think you should do it you should put an ad out on craigslist maybe or like but it won't be like I won't. I I don't want the patients to like make it therapeutic. I'll offer like express dermaplaning. I'll get in and get out in like ten minutes, and you'll be glowing. I, I can see. You do, no, I I can't see that. I I can. You're you're a very uh, hospitality minded person. I think you would I, still find a way to make it. You you'd know. have some like um, herb infused water for them. Yeah, you there's know, no way it's just like an in and out kind of. I thing. think mm-hmm. that I I think that's. Uh, true of me in some senses but i've thought in the past like i i could never be a technician like a a massage or nail or any of these things Mm -hmm. where you like have to spend an hour giving someone a service i don't think i have the patience for that i could like try and run a place like that but i i don't feel like i'd be a good technician i can't like like you entertain someone for an hour you just have to listen to people. Like when I go to get my, when I went and got my hair done and it turned into a nearly four hour appointment, it was like a nearly four hour therapy yeah, we session about too. That. Yeah. You know, like it was just like, you're sitting and talking to this person about all the drama that's going on in your life. And 
And so What's you just have to be going a good on in your listener. Life? Like, what were you telling them? Well, I mean, I work with like a few people who are just really giving what? me a your hard job's time. dope. Just Stop it. <laughs> just kidding. No, no, no. I mean, you know, you just talk about stuff. You talk about anything, everything. Wow, you said nothing. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what my therapist <laughs> and I talk about. Yeah, your therapist being <laughs> my- <laughs> the hair technician, right? Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, Oh yeah, well for those of you watching the video version of this podcast, Ariel has she's she's jumped off of a um uh, she's jumped off a cliff and landed in some uh ketchup manufacturing. I, I feel like, oh my god. I feel like her dyeing her hair has affected you more than me shaving my head. Like I feel Yeah, for I, people really who are listening to this podcast though, if if you're listening, I used to have mm. brown hair, now I have red hair. So, not everybody's a viewer. Yeah, it, it looks good. It's just, I don't know, you dyed your, we were talking about it and you were like, I'm either going to do some kind of gray streak thing or dye my hair mm-hmm. a certain color. I will say I am good color. If of the two options, I'm thrilled that you went with this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy that this oh, makes you man. happy because that's I so really wish you what I wanted to one. do. <laughs> I really wish you would have done the other one. I just, that was a missed opportunity by you, Ariel. Yeah, well, but it looks good. You know. it, it, Michael's just having a really hard time with it, and it's uh, change is hard, you know. Yeah, change is hard. It's like when your yeah. mom comes home and she's got a perm, and you're like, you used to have straight mm. hair. Wow, you, more- you're just you just you, someone gets home, you just say facts, huh? <laughs> the more I shave my head, the more I like it. It's so much faster. Like everything's easier, almost minus the sunburns. That's a that's a downside for is sure. Is it evening out? Is the like the tan now evening out? Is oh it, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Does the um, top dome of your head match like your cheeks? I didn't actually have as much like here of an issue with 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 the back of my head was so white that it was like blue. I don't know how to describe <laughs> it. It looked it looked crazy <laughs> on our retreat. The first time Ariel met you was like two days post shave, and it was it, it was didn't, white. it hadn't evened out yet. It wasn't. Even I think close. your. I feel like your head hadn't adjusted to the fact that it was shaved. You know, like it was like it was a shock. <laughs> was a shock for, <laughs> for sure. The problem is, like, I'm really tan. Like, I'm a very tan person, especially when we get in the summer. Like, I just don't. I've, I've already got all of on the podcast. Well, it's not. I don't know if it's a good thing. I actually don't know if it's a good thing because it could like be bad for me eventually because I it causes me to not use sunscreen as much as I should and things like that. But my neck is super dark, and so my head was ultra white, and it was just a really. Where, at that intersection where the two met, it was really bad. So anyway, it's better now. I've been my head's been sunburned two or three times now, which is not great. It's a weird feeling. It's just yeah. awesome. You should everybody should try it at least once. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Maybe if the red really starts to get on my nerves, I'll just shave it and you know start over or something. I don't know if we'll it's see. the same for women or not. Probably not. I, don't know. I feel like it's probably a little bit more devastating for women to shave their head if I had to guess. <laughs> These are some deep thoughts. <laughs> well, I just, you know, it's like I think it, for a guy, it's like, you know, a lot of guys are going to go bald anyway. So it's like kind of, it's like this inevitable thing that happens to most people. Like women, that shit doesn't happen very often. So I, I feel like a woman shaving her head is like a very powerful thing. You know, it's oh, like, okay. I don't care. I'm going to do this because I want oh. to. See, that's, that's interesting because I think of it as like like when Britney Spears shaved her head, she had that I don't care thing, but she also had lost her mind. There's 
different versions of what you might be feeling, I'm sure. Who's that? Different Bruce feelings Finney going O'Connor? into shaving your head. No, wasn't it? Didn't uh, Demi Moore, didn't she shave her head mm-hmm. for something? Like a G.I. Yeah. Jane role or something Jane. like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seemed like a power move to me. Like, I know she did it for a role, but that was like, oh, okay, that's pretty badass. So, yeah, I can see, I can see that too. All right. Well, guys, I have a questionable decision for us to talk you, about today. You always do. You always have one of these. I know. I always do. It's <laughs> it's like somebody's supposed to have one. Thank you for always having one. You're welcome. This one is uh, about offering services as like a freelancer, somebody who does some kind of service-based um, job and or has this as a skill and offering it up to friends and um, not being really paid for what you're doing. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and read this question to you. And I, I like this one because I've been in situations with friends where I've offered my services, either writing or editing services for them or even knitting services. And Maybe the two of you have had something similar. On, and you got that of, on a business card? Knitting What's service? a knitting service? Yeah, what, what does that mean? <laughs> a knitting service, finishing your knits. So uh, I've done this for people before where they knit all the pieces for a sweater and they don't want to sew it together. And they'll pay me to sew it together for them. It's like a rich person paying for some experience where, you know, they want to build a bookshelf and they screw in the last screw after a carpenter's already done it. I mean, the times that I've done it, they have been for very wealthy people who've spent like $500 on cashmere no yarn way. for a sweater and then pay me $120 to sew it together. So it's fine with me. You're I'm a knit. Why are sure. you... Why are you working for me? What are you doing? I don't know. Go, go do that. Travel the country. <laughs> finishing people's house. Wow. Holy crap. But the, yes, again, the idea that the reason this resonated was that, you know, having had experience doing this kind of stuff with friends um, and it, wondering if you, either of you have and what your experiences are. But I'll read you the question. Uh, this comes from Dear Penny. Uh, the The headline is, how do I tell a friend that she needs to pay me for what she is wanting me to do? And then the main question is, a friend of mine asked me to design a logo and business cards for her new business. I told her that if I did, she would have to pay since it is a lot of work. She said no, but has been asking for my advice the entire time. I quickly whipped up a thing on Canva without her info to show her an example. I was fine with that because it took two seconds, but she decided she wants that design and keeps asking me to add things to it. How do I tell her she needs to pay me if she wants me to keep adding things to it and to send her the files? For, I like this last part. For a bit of extra context, she is quite a bit older than me and tends to be very entitled. <laughs> I think you just send an invoice, you know? Like just yeah. send it over passive aggressively or not, I don't oh, know, wow. aggressively. I just send it. The I mean, I don't remind know. This, feature. <laughs> this is one of those things that like, I think people spend too much time, not just saying the thing that they want to say. And they still mm-hmm. try to find a creative way to say it without hurting anyone's feelings. And that stuff is important sometimes or a lot, but there are certain situ- situations where it's just, especially money. Like you just got taught, you just got to, okay, yeah, I'll do it. It's going to cost this much. And then they're like, no, I'm not going to pay you. And it's like, okay, sorry, I'm not going to do it. I have definitely experienced some things like this before. I think that if you're providing a service, especially if it's something that is taking you time, specifically time, and they are mm-hmm. a true friend, that you have the right to ask for money. You have the right to say, "I'd be, you know, I'd be glad to help, but you know, I, I need to charge you x x dollar." 
but I'll take a little bit of a different approach, which is to say, if it's something that you can do quickly, or if it's something that doesn't take a lot of your effort, and they're actually your friend, shouldn't you just be doing it for them? And here's my here's where I make the contrast. I have lots of friends who just need something quickly whipped up. Maybe it's a little design thing, or hey, can you throw this into a PDF or whatever? And I, I'm, I get it. there's different scopes of things people may ask you to do. But if it's something I can quickly do, I think that you should ask yourself: Is it something that you know doesn't actually require all that much from you? You don't need need to be making money off of your friends if it's something you do to help. However, my caveat would be the thing that bothers the heck out of me is when a friend comes to me and says, oh, hey, can you build a website? Oh, hey, can you run some ads? Like, you know how to do that, right? And they're wanting to talk about it, but they're not actually ready to do it. That annoys the crap out of me. Because if someone says to me, hey, you know how to make a website, it's like, well, yeah, I do know how to make a website. Do you want to make one? Do you know what you want? If you don't, just picking my brain over and over and again, or like giving me a half-formed thought of what it is you want created, that stresses me out doesn't stress me out that drains me and i don't like those conversations so i like i try and avoid when someone starts to ask me to help them with something i try and avoid it until i say give me a very email me a specific scope of what you want like i had a guy last week call me and say hey uh we're thinking we need this website and it needs to do this and i literally went yeah i know what you need and i was like i'll have it to you in 20 minutes and i hung up the phone i went and bought the domain i built the website quickly and i sent it to him that didn't cost me you know, any real energy, what would have cost me energy if, if we went back and forth for five days and he wasn't really sure what he wanted or if he needed it. That's a good point though. Because I, I can't tell you how many times over, it doesn't happen as much anymore, but like maybe the first five years after I quit my job and started a blog, like everybody that I know wants to do the same thing. Like everybody's like, Oh, a blog. I could do that. I could just like travel I could just make money online. That sounds awesome. And so they would reach out to me and say, Hey, can you help? I want to start a blog. And I want to blog about whatever thing. Can you help me do that? And I used to like really be like, yeah, you know, I'll help you do that. And I would put a lot of effort into trying to help people that were really good friends of mine, like make it. Cause they were, you know, they had a crappy job or whatever. But then I noticed that most people are kind of lazy and they don't actually do anything after you've helped them. So like, then I ran into the situation where I was giving these people like tons and tons of help and like really showing them how to do it. And then like six months later they'd stop. And then I was like, that happened so many times that I was like, I'm just not even going to offer that anymore. But now I have a rule where it's like, I don't even let my friends pay me for, I, I don't want to like help my friends really very much at all, which is a weird thing to say. Yeah. I've found myself not wanting, like they're not, it's not an ideal person to work with your friend, like yeah. keeping those mm-hmm. things separate sometimes is, is best, especially if you have sort of softer skills like I do. Like I'm, I'm not like a paralegal where I have an hourly amount and I'm reviewing a doc, you know, a legal document. A lot of my skills are softer and require some amount of creativity or like some kind of abstraction off of what uh, it is the person's looking for. I think that the standard for me is, is it something I could do relatively easy that would also, it's good for me. Like any chance I get to do to make something, build something, create something, yeah. That just helps me. It builds my skills over time. But also, is the person trying to take advantage of you? Do they actually just need help and they don't know what to, where to turn to and they're like, I need it. I need this. Can you help me? Or are they saying, I know you do this and I'd rather have you do it for free than go and actually pay for it. If someone's trying to take advantage of you, I think that's a completely different conversation. But I think yeah. the context was, is it a friend who needs help? If it's a friend who needs yeah. help, help your friend. 
I think it's I, so you both pointed like talked about this kind of uh, in slightly different words, but I see the issue with friends or anybody when somebody is taking advantage of your energy. It's like I have energy. Like what gives me energy is like being creative, building things, making things. And when somebody wants to take advantage of that, like they know that I enjoy doing that sort of thing. And so they're like, oh, let me use that. Let me like drain it out of you. And it's like, my time is limited and I want to put that energy towards things that I might be more interested in doing. So it's it's hard sometimes, I think, to know who's going to drain that energy, but it mm -hmm. does happen. And I've had like good sort of working relationships with friends. I have a graphic designer friend who's done some work for me and I traded her work. Um, I've had some other instances like that and it can work really well. But I do think, Michael, you pointed to the idea of like the friend thing and like, I think the term friend is used pretty loosely. So I feel like we need more context about their relationship in terms yeah. of like, how close are you? <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's a good point. I don't like the, I, where I started especially with like the blogging stuff or even the digital marketing stuff that I was trying to help people with. Like I didn't like the disappointment of seeing them not make it or yeah. like seeing that they had the potential to make it. Cause that was the thing. It was like, I would, I would really only like help friends of mine that like, I felt like really had a good idea and they could actually make it and create a brand for themselves. And then it's like, you just, it's like, you see them get excited about it. And then a couple months in, they kind of like, just, especially with like blogging back when mm -hmm. this is how you made it. Like they would stop posting and then they would pick it up again and they'd stop posting. And it's like, then they just let it die. And you're like, man, they could have made it. And I, so that's why I was really like, I, I don't think I can help people with this anymore. I completely agree with that. And that's not even like, I'll expand that to also just like maybe life or career advice. Yeah. Like I, I'm someone who kind of wants to fix problems. And so my inclination might be to come in. Like if, if you were to ask me for advice, I may say like, you should, you, you should do this, 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 and I'll make this connection and I'll hook you up with this person and like actually try and solve their problem. But after tons of frustration over the years of people not actually wanting that help or not following it through, I'm very purposeful to, if someone comes and asks me for like career advice or life advice, I force them to be the, the driving force. I'm like, if I'll have a lunch with somebody and I'll say, yeah, I know some people I could, you know, introduce you to in this, in that area, email me with what you're looking for. Like I always give them the action step. I never take the action step yeah. or the action to do with me yeah, because they need to be the ones pushing it forward. And what, what I found is 95% of the time you never hear from them. They, you know, it, they want the creative exercise in their mind of thinking, you know, I could do this or here I have this idea, but they're not, they're like actually executing on it. And I don't want that disappointment. Like in my life, I'd rather keep those things separate, but if someone actually wants help, I'm here to help them. But I think you find that people don't actually want help as often as they want to bat around ideas. Yes. They want to talk about it. They want, they want just to, you know, do you think this is something that's worth pursuing? Like really kind of wanting information from you maybe. Yeah. And a weakness I have generally, but like, you know, and there's that kind of adage in, in a relationship of like, do you want me to listen or do you want me to help you? Like, I yeah. don't have that listen <laughs> part good ever. I always want to be the one to solve a problem. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, my, my inclination is towards that. Like just, okay, I heard your problem. I can fix your life for you or I can fix this problem <laughs> for you. Um, yeah. 
but that leads to a lot of disappointment when you realize that's not what they were looking for to begin with. No. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think you should you should always be looking if you're asking something. Let's turn this around and, and talk about if it's you. Mm-hmm. If I go to a friend and ask for their help, I I don't want them to. I'll be honest with you. I don't want them to charge me their premium rate. I don't want them to charge me their market rate, but I want to make it clear that I'm willing to compensate them somehow. Like I'm, I'm willing to pay money. I think there needs to be a balance when you go and ask someone for help that you're willing to compensate them somehow for their time. And again, depending on the size of the scope and your relationship, maybe that's not even purely financial, but uh, you don't want to take advantage of people. Yeah, like, like maybe let me let me take you out friends. to dinner or something. Let me buy you a drink, give him a bottle of wine. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like the person who wanted the services done maybe does not have any experience working a type of job where they've had some like, you know, like freelance work basically where you're, you know, charge an hourly rate or a retainer or something like that or project rate. Um, they don't have any experience with that. And so they're just, they maybe don't understand the the value of this person's time. Like, could that be possible? Yeah, I'm going to be I honest with like- you. If she just did this in a couple minutes, she is the a-hole here. I don't, <laughs> I think she should give her friend the freaking files and be done with it. Again, you flexed your little creativity muscle. Yeah. It didn't take a lot of your time. Why are you trying to like... N- n- Milk money, especially you could have said at the beginning, like you just said, I could do it for you, but it's going to be $300. But she went right. and just did it quickly in Canva. And now you're wanting to like talk about money. No, yeah. I'm, I'm not a well, fan of this woman. I think that <laughs> see, this is a bad person. I um, also feel like Canva is such a, like when she says she quickly whipped something up in Canva, like she could have just taken one of the templates <laughs> and like said, Hey, you know, change some colors yeah. around. I don't know. You I'm didn't not- go in illustrator and spend four hours tracing out some beautiful, yeah symmetrical logo like right i think she messed up by doing part of it for mm-hmm. free like that's mm-hmm. like you're either you either do all of it or none of it and then i think some people like some people like the love language thing where giving people stuff is part of is mm-hmm. one of their love languages like i think that it sounds like michael you're kind of that way and i have friends that are that way i'm not necessarily wired that way so like i could see like if you're somebody that i could see doing it if you're somebody that really enjoys it and like brings you some kind of satisfaction to give other people stuff. But if you're not that person, then you definitely shouldn't give somebody half of something. It's like, if you don't want to, if you don't want to give somebody something, then like, don't do it at all. And then, and then this yeah. is wild to me. Then you go through all that. You spend five minutes in Canva. You're doing this for a friend. And then you go and type all this up for an ask article. Yeah. Like, what kind of person is this? Yeah. <laughs> this, this could be kind of an attention seeking type of person. You know, or just yeah. kind of a complainer, I guess. What if they don't really even like this friend? You know? That is the other wild thing about, like, especially something like graphic design, is so many people think or can call themselves a graphic designer, especially when they just jump into Canva and do something. But, like, there is likely an overestimation of the abilities here, uh, you know, that she's a graphic designer. Is she really? Is she, like... Like what kind of graphic? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I want to yeah. see some work samples. I want to yeah, see, see a portfolio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like this turn that we took from like kind of feeling bad for <laughs> the graphic designer. Like, well, that sucks that she's being taken advantage of. Maybe she shouldn't have mm. like done anything to like, wow, she is a maybe a garbage person. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> I realize that she had done that. half of it though. Like I just, that, that to me is, 
I don't know. That's kind of weak. Like if you're going to, if you're going to do half of it, do the whole thing. Like just, what do, you know, I wonder what do you there? like she did it. And then was she like doing it, like creating a loom, like here, let me show you how easy it is to do this in Canva. Like, you know, I'm trying to help my friend, like maybe she's trying to do that. Or was it some kind of like flex? Like, look what I could do if you paid me for this. Well, I think there's that calculation too, though. That's an interesting one where it's like, it might be faster to just do it really quick for somebody and it goes mm -hmm. away after that. Right. I don't ever, I like, I try not to teach people things like that anymore. Cause I've done that before where it's like, here's a little video, here's how you do whatever on your website. And then that turns into another question and then another question. And then all of a sudden you're trapped in this like back yeah. and forth that nobody's, you're not getting paid for. Right. So yeah, this person should have just done it. Probably. Yeah. My, my, yeah. if, if you can just do it and you know, oh, I can just bang that out real quick. You should just do it. If mm -hmm. it. That's my opinion. Go go make your salary from like actually doing projects and and throwing yourself into something that's going to take more time and effort. But don't don't try and like nickel and dime people you know who just need help. So it is a questionable decision to to try and get your friend to pay you for this in this situation. If we're reading it the way we are reading, if it. we're reading it the way that we've <laughs> we've decided to. If, in, in, <laughs> forced it to be read mm -hmm. <laughs> before we wrap up bobby brought up love languages what are your love oh, languages gosh. come on michael i don't know i feel like we need to know this about one another i think Hold i on. did it a long time ago what if i were to say physical touch how would that possibly <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's not however mine's acts of service that's your number one uh as yeah, do you get more than one i i, I feel like when i took the test it kind of ranked them for you I think um, mine is acts of service as well. Acts of service. And then if I had to pick a second one, I think it would be words of affirmation. My wife's is quality time. So that is sure. you receiving love or giving love? Uh, well, give. our language would be what we are okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. receiving. Right, right, Wait, right. How does your wife speak to you in a way that you feel loved of the five? It's which way do you receive love? Oh, I thought it's the way. Well, isn't it kind of an overlap between what you enjoy? Well, you doing can be both. Like, you, I, like you could be both. I just know that I like doing things. Right. But what do you like it when Coral does? I think I think probably the same thing. And Acts then of service. Like, we've. Mm -hmm. It took me a long time to realize. Like we had to talk about this because like she's not an act of service type of person naturally, and I'm not a quality time type of person. Mm -hmm. But that's her number one. Like she just wants she wants to spend time, and so mm -hmm. I didn't realize that for a long time. Minor receiving gifts and acts of service. And Daiklin's is quality time. And I'm that was the lowest on my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the quality like, time was hard. Did you get me anything? Did you get me anything? I can't. I got to <laughs> Yeah, quality time's hard because it's like we could have just like watched an episode of The Office together. And that counts. I, I, I didn't realize that. Like I thought we were just watching TV, you know, but that's right. not. It was more than that, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, in our relationships, like quality time, kind of we hang out on here, but like yeah. we don't really get quality time. And even like access. Wait, of service, this is quality time. Yeah, this is super quality. What are you talking about? Yeah, in a way. <laughs> yeah, no, in a way, I agree. But like acts of service, that's not something that we can almost exhibit in any way, shape, or form. No, I think remote. we can. Like I'll I'll ask you something, Michael, if you but can like, help me with something. But no, but it does. It means something, you know. 
Yeah, but like if we worked in the same office, I'd be like, "Oh, Ariel, it's raining. I'll go get. I'll go pull your car around." Or so, like, I, you know, it'd be like an actual act. <laughs> We're not just on a flat screen. I don't know. I feel like I feel like acts of service can be done in you know. Well, in a way, it can. I don't think it can be done as as well. Well, I think we've established before on this podcast. I think that like Michael, you are way way different in person than you are on. Like more so than anybody I've ever met. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought I was like this, exactly the same. All of your nuance. I think what happens for you, unfortunately, is that all of your nuance <laughs> goes away. Right. Well, it is. I mean, it's true because it's like everything that you, there's there's a you have a lot of different kind of nuanced layers that are very apparent and make it all make more sense in person, and then that that kind of goes away with the uh, the screen only. So, do you do you like me more in person or on the screen? <laughs> oh, in person, one hundred percent. Like that's not even a. I mean, I you know I like you all the time, but it's, you're you. easier to understand in person because there's a lot more going on than what people can see on on the screen. Okay. Well, we need to get together often, more often. I know, I know. That's why I'm trying to get us a central office in a in a location. Um, okay, so that's it. Thanks for listening. The uh, number to text in, which we need more people texting in and giving us questionable decisions, so that Ariel doesn't have to come up with them all the time before we jump on. Uh, that yeah, number is showing right now. Why aren't you texting us right now? Yeah, like there are. True. We do have listeners. Mm -hmm. I mean, we do. we do. I see how many. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like there's someone listening right now and they're saying, oh, not me. Well, why don't you just send it in? We'll talk about you like in three weeks. You'll hear your name or yeah, not your name. Just, you tell us if you want us to use your name. Just we're up. Go down to the show notes. Go to the show notes. Get that number. Text us. Don't be scared. You're scared right now. Don't. Don't be. It's fine. Uh, also, join our email list if you want to get rich. Uh, that's in the show notes. We'll just help you make more money. And we'll be back next week. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.